Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And what I'm looking at on this camera is all man and then some grade A USDA 100% ground man. He knows his identity and he knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. He is my boy, and he's your boy. He is the champion of the Second Amendment. He's a parent. He's a patriot. But more importantly, he's a friend. He's the brother. He's the father. Greg A. Tadora. Number one, sir, Greggy T. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Today's February 2nd to you too, sir. That's right. 12 more days of Valentine's Day, Greggy T. I expect something in the mail. Yeah, your package will be delivered. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got you something. Oh, thank you. Well, how is the weather? Because take three guesses. It's cold, rainy, and doldrums up here. Well, <laughs> it's been really tough because it's like partly sunny, but not all sunny. Mm. I mean, it starts off like 59 degrees and ends up at like 80. But still, I just want it to be 80 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's Florida for you. The things you got to sacrifice. It's okay. Yeah, I'm so glad all my tax dollars are going to climate change. So it's really affecting me down here. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we start off here, Greggy T, you know, one thing I yeah. want to really put a special emphasis on today is our policemen and women, our firemen mm-hmm. and women, our EMTs. You know, we always thank you guys for what you do every episode. But I saw some things on the news that kind of really <laughs> startled me, especially in New York City. We have a lot of friends there, NYPD. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see the challenges that a lot of these great men and women that protect these streets and municipalities go through, uh, it's really sad to see, um, you know, what what these uh, challenges that these brave people are putting forth every day. Uh, just know you're loved and appreciated here at Empower Man, and yeah. um, you are uh, greatly appreciated and your contributions to making our society safe. Uh, our EMTs, first responders, thank you for everything. Policemen and women, firemen and women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I totally agree with Mike and and you guys are in the worst spot right now with the worst leadership, in my opinion. And you're handcuffed. You can't do anything. Just please be careful and just take care of business. And there are people that love and support you. So thank you. And also to that, all the military personnel here at home and at overseas, especially overseas right now, it's a lot of challenging times. Once again, poor leadership and we're targets, so just be careful and uh, show the flag, and you are very well loved here and respected. Uh, Greg, I couldn't have said that any better, man. That that's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, today we talked about a few things before we came mm-hmm. on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being the ten year anniversary of the death. Uh, is, it, is it his birthday or did he? It's died? his birthday today. Birthday of of the uh, the the inspiration behind the movie American Sniper, Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. So happily happy happy heavenly birthday, Mr. Kyle, sir. Absolutely. Respect to him. Rest in peace. And thank you for all that you did. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's also I want to give a shout out to a member of the Empowerment family. Mm-hmm. It is Amanda Herdman's birthday today. Oh, so very happy birthday to the soon to be bride because she's living life to the fullest during the engagement, getting married, doing the whole thing. So happy birthday to her. Uh, nothing but respect. Yeah, and I echo those sentiments. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. Amanda. Uh, cheers with my caffeine-free Diet Coke. To there you more. go. That's mm-hmm. right. And Greggy T, what is that shirt you're wearing there, sir? It's the good old boys at GBRS. You know, i a uh, big fan of theirs. So keep coming up with the good gear and um, all the training courses, knowledge transfer, the whole thing. They really, they really help out the community. So hats off to them. Cool. That sounds awesome. And uh, I'm rocking one of uh, Nine Lines Finest mm-hmm. Shirts. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to collaborating with them in the future when we yeah. know it's, that's in the works. So it's cool. Yeah. Finally get to see it was, the Power it, Man logo. It was cool when I was down in Florida going out to dinner with you. We stopped by there real quick, did a little bit of shopping. So always Absolutely. good to uh, show support and head into one of their stores. So pretty cool. Oh, man. The one, in, the one in Key West is probably awesome. Just saying, we're going to have to go there, sir. Works for me. Yeah. Works works for me, sir. Yeah. Um, 
So today we have a, a great topic because I'm guilty of this. And, uh, I think a lot of people are out there is we tend to kind of repeat the same mistakes that we tend to make. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, you want to do the right thing, but then you always end up making the mistake, you yeah. know, and it's kind of understanding the genesis or the origins of where the, the decision-making neurons in our brain allow us to make these choices right so it's really mm -hmm. kind of taking this and throwing it out there and breaking it down frame by frame because i'm sure i'm not you know i'm not the only guy that goes through this nope so having this healthy dialogue uh kind of can help paint light on, on certain things yeah but, you know greggy t it's just start with a basic question man <laughs> why do we tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again I mean, it's, it's what happens. It's, there's a, there's not one answer to answer that, but it also depends in my opinion on the type of person that you are. I can safely say you and I are like fixers. We want to help people. We want to fix somebody else's problem, blah, blah, blah. So that is definitely, in my opinion, one of the reasons why possibly we make uh, or we have made in the past the same mistake more than once. Nah. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, no. I and that. I mean, you you hit the nail right on the head. Man. That's just one aspect. I mean, others people are going yeah. for punishment. People don't learn from their mistakes, and and it gets even deeper than that. It could be how they were brought up, childhood, any any generational trauma that they went through, and and generational meaning like their parents and then their parents and then their parents because it gets passed down until somebody breaks that chain and um so it can go that answer could be any of the above i'm just saying for us it's it's a personality thing we like to fix things and yep. as we get older or especially when i get older because i'm older than you the you realize you're not going to fix people and you shouldn't try to fix people you can help them get better or maybe see things but you're never going to change somebody or anything so yeah and that's a great you know you ended that statement with a great reminder that you can't fix people no you can't change people unless they themselves want to be fixed yeah. or want to change for themselves not for you because when someone Absolutely. does something for you then that can have like a reverse effect and they can actually become resentful towards you They'll use it against you. Absolutely. They'll 100% use it against you. But that you. little thing you just said is huge. It's a huge thing. They have to do it and want to do it for themselves. Right. It's huge. And you can't force that upon people either. You can't. And, like, and, and it sucks when sometimes they just don't want to. And right. it's hard for people like us to understand that we can't wrap our brains around it. And it just, you got to come to terms with it. You mentioned something about being a glutton for punishment. Why um, do you think some people are. A glutton for like, why do you think people just love pain? It sounds like a weird question to ask you, but mm. it's something that's pretty prevalent out there because I think that has something to do with repeating those same mistakes, especially when it comes to dating or when it comes to jobs or it comes to friends or some type of socio um, yeah. psychological aspect of our of our world. Why do people are glutton for punishment? I don't know. I, I, I think in a real, not spiritual way, but they, they re, some people just have hope and hope is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but some people like cling to it and they, and they just squeeze hope that this will be the one, or this will be the next thing, even though it's literally the same thing you just went through and it was a horrible experience. Um, you know, you, you, you know what's coming and you still step in there knowing it's coming and you and you're just holding on to that hope that it won't happen it won't happen and it does so i think a baseline answer could be they're really like caught up on hope everyone should have hope mm -hmm. but that's not the end all be all there are other factors hope could be a good baseline and then go from there but you know we know a lot like when we were younger and we were all we're very pro police here but, you know, when we were younger, we knew a lot of girls that dated cops. Now, granted, not all of them are bad. But, you know, when they particular friends date cops, usually the same thing happened over and over and over. And it's like you're not changing any patterns. You're not changing anything different. You're just inserting somebody different with literally like the same stuff. 
expecting a different outcome and it's because they're hopeful that oh this one will be different this one will be different and it's like guys what am i doing wrong and you and i are like you're just picking the same same thing you might as well just stay with the first one it's all the same so i think that's a has part to do with it yeah no matter how many times you say to yourself i'm not going to make the same mistake i'm not <laughs> going to make the same mistake then mm -hmm. you find yourself in that same pattern mm -hmm. so one of the things that we'll tackle later is how to possibly break these patterns you know, having the awareness, like for, I, I think yeah. some people just aren't even aware. That most are aren't, most aren't truly aware. I agree with you. And over again, we know girls that will pick the same type of guy every one time. after another, after another. And you sit back and watch and you're like, yeah, you know, you ask yeah. for advice, but I mean, it's falling on deaf ears. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a politically correct statement to say. There's no offense meant by that, Whatever. but it's just one of those things where it's, you know, no one's really, you're not really listening. You know, when people ask for advice and then you do the opposite, it's like, hmm. well, why, why are you asking me in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people just want to be, want to be heard. Like it's almost like a way of confessing that they're making a mistake. You know, we talk about it as far as having community and accountability. Like I know mm -hmm. nobody takes accountability for anything anymore. They're just past the ball, yeah. the blame Most game. People. Yep. Right. And we had a conversation the other day about you know, being Christian versus being Catholic. And, and there's a certain yeah. relationship you have with God as being Christian. So you are able to like kind of like, you know, atone for your sins or, you know, because we're all sinners. And, mm -hmm. and it's not like you go and say three Hail Marys to our fathers and you're OK, go ahead. It's understanding like why things happen. And then having a community of accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, and understanding like, hey, listen, dude, like you made that mistake before. Don't make that mistake again. If you're going to make that mistake again, you know, join a group, join something where you can get to the root problem or share experiences so that you can take that. And when you're in that situation again, the warning signs will pop up like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't go and have five or six drinks knowing I got to get behind the wheel of a car. Right. Mm -hmm. Just say, hey, I'm going to Uber somewhere. Mm hmm. We're back. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a kind of big analogy there, but we kind of paint the picture. Yeah. But also, I think yeah. speaking of faith, because just to give a little background, I asked Mike the other day, what's the difference? Like, obviously, I grew up Catholic, but I didn't finish CCD. I was swimming and traveling and all that stuff. But I was like, what's the difference between like Catholic and Christianity? Because I don't I'm not a religion guy. And, you know, Mike explained it, the relationship part versus more, I guess, like stone cold, like set things, which I understand. And then, you know, when you when people hear Christian, they automatically assume most people do that. It's not a cult, but it's like <laughs> it's so much like BS and like, you know, it's like a, you know, chanting and singing and like a group of people, which. Maybe it is, but I'm just saying it's it's it is a community. But I can see how people can go down like a rabbit hole. Like you were saying, like take a class. That's good. I think that's a great thing to have. But when does it or where does you draw the line where it's like, but I also have to live my life. Like I struggle with that. I mean, you yeah. I mean, talk about it all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna give like concrete examples, but like, yo, like you would ask me, I'm like, yo, you're fine, whatever, just don't worry about it. And you're like, well, no, I'm going to talk about it and this and that. Like, and that's cool. But where, but you, I don't know. I have a hard time, not a hard time, but I try to wrap my head around, like, you still got to live your life. It's okay. You, you're not out killing people. Like you're okay. Everything's fine. You make a mistake. We all make mistakes. So what? And to be honest, it's not even a mistake in my opinion. Right. There's, there's, there's the outliers and there's factors and there's history and there's all sorts of things involved where I think, I guess where I'm going is you don't have to be not you. People don't have to be so heavy on themselves. Like cut themselves a little slack. Like right. it's okay. You're human. And I understand like, trust me, I get like, I can't stand when people use that as a blanket excuse for everything. I can't stand that. But sometimes it is valid. Like, yo, it's okay. You made a mistake. No big deal. Yeah. And and that's the thing that we will, we can talk about it now since we're, go, we're gone yeah. that path. It's like when you have a, a relationship with God, or you have a belief in you know the Holy Spirit, 
-hmm. it's kind of like it kind of gives you that compass. It kind of helps you navigate through certain situations. So when we talk about mistakes being a feeling coming up, but we can actually bypass that. You, you, you almost have a sense that you're making a mistake because you have that feeling. At least I do. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I ignore that mistake because I like the instant gratification or I know what it's going to yield me. And then I will call my pastor or I'll talk to you or I'll talk to a friend mm -hmm. and be like, you know, I, 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 I messed up, mm -hmm. you know, and it's understanding that while I may be hard on myself, there's a higher power that created me, that created you, that has kindness, has compassion and has mercy and has love. In the Catholic faith, sometimes it could be misconstrued as God hating you because you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Whereas Christianity is more about love and understanding like how the Bible really can apply to your, your life and not to go down a rabbit hole. But real quick, the book of John is all about love and understanding about God's love and understanding like, hey, dude, you're right. We are human. That's why he sent his only son into the world so he can experience the, 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 the challenges of the flesh. Right. There's there's so many different ways you can you can look at these things. But yes, this all ties into making mistakes, mm -hmm. even though we make mistakes and we sin. God still loves us, you know, but it's making those same mistakes over and over again where God sits back and is like, dude, I'm giving you the playbook. Why mm -hmm. are you not to ignore? Why are you ignoring me? It's like yeah. God wants to be in all of our lives. And you're looking at someone who has made mistakes Sometimes the mistakes over and over. And it took me a long time. People have to realize this too. And I'm sorry to go on a tangent here. No, it's all good. It is a process. You don't just like have a relationship with God, get baptized. Okay, I'm going to walk without peril. Like it is a process. It is a challenge. You have double arrows coming at you because now you're openly declaring that you are of a Christian faith. And people have to also realize too, there's a, a part of society that wants to see people that are Christian that talk about their faith fall. They want to see them yeah. fail because they could say, see, you are a hypocrite. You mm -hmm. are this, like you're being judged mm -hmm. when you're, I believe there's some sort of spiritual warfare out there going on right now. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. But you even said it before, like people think like it's a cult or it's yeah. this or it's that, yeah. you know, I mean, there's extremes on every side, every religion, of course, of extremism. Course. But I think, as a society, average people that will see someone happy because they're walking with the Lord or they decide to follow Jesus' teachings or, or try to become better, people want to see – we always talk about this, and this is going to be a, a little controversial here, but most girls tend to be a little jealous of other girls when they're happy. Yeah. We've talked about this, right? And mm -hmm. I, sorry, ladies, and it's not disrespect, but – you know, it, it, it tends to be something that we've experienced in our life. I've never seen like a girl, you know, people are generally happy for each like other. truly happy? <laughs> truly. And listen, guys do the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes I get envious of, <laughs> of like some of the younger wrestlers because they're getting an opportunity. They're doing this. Of course, I'm envious because I want to be there. Just mm -hmm. like you see your, one of your guys, like one of your boys are happy. Like, you're not, I mean, well, it's different because we're not jealous. We're like, yeah. I don't like to be that happy. But, you know, it tends to be a little more cattiness with the opposite sex. Yeah. Is that safe to say? Yeah. So I think people really want to see Christian men and women stumble and fall just so they can be judged. But you see, when you have freedom in a spiritual sense, there's only one person judging you. And that's really what really matters. So it's like, hey, when I live my life, I try to do the best I can to do the right things. But it's really having the Holy Spirit guiding you inside of you because you'll know like we talk about and let's talk about it right now we'll just skip through the the, the notes mm -hmm. here i think mistakes are a feeling i think like i mentioned earlier i make mistakes i know i'm what i'm doing is wrong that. greg what are your thoughts on that do you think mistakes are, can be do you think like you can sense when a mistake's coming on and you choose to ignore those feelings and do it anyway or do you think it's more of a an emotional like emotional reactive or thought provoking type of um, stance you would take before making that mistake. For me personally, it's probably both. Like I know, I know right from wrong and I know what's a mistake and what's not given the circumstances. And like you said before, sometimes I just ignore it and the mistakes made, but I also think, yeah, there is a feeling of, 
I know this is wrong, but then you try to like figure you backpedal in your brain or whatever. You try to justify in some sort of way, or you just completely just shove it aside and not care and think I'll, I'll worry about it down the road. If it even yeah. surfaces, who knows? But I mean, to answer your question, yeah, I think so. I think it definitely, it, I, for me, it's both. What about yeah. you? Oh, hundred percent. I, yeah. I mean, I've done that too, where I'm just like, even now, even now I've been Christian. No, I, I see. I started going to church in like June of 2021. Mm. So like, even now I'm still like, I'll say F it. I'll worry about it later. And I know it's wrong. And I, it's kind of like playing Russian roulette in a way. But a is see, way. I, I question you on that. Like, but is it really wrong? What's wrong yeah. about it? Depends. Situationally. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a certain there's a certain type of like you know when you get baptized and there's a certain sense of like regaining some some pureness, right? You know, there are certain things that I struggle with that you know I think have precluded me from reaching <clears throat> where I want to reach in my life. And I had this conversation with my pastor yesterday. You mean financially or just um, personally? I think I think it bleeds into both. I okay. think your personal will lead into financial, which mm -hmm. leads into business. Yeah. And I think, you know, as if, if you stop growing and stop evolving, you're never going to really reach any type of potential. Yeah. So you got to, I always try to search for how do I become better? How can I be a better person? What can I do differently in my life? And there are certain things that have held me back. A lot of things that hold a lot of men and women back, whether it's alcohol, gambling, pornography, you name it. There's going to be some type of vice. Diet Coke. Diet Coke, sir. You know, except for coffee. <laughs> coffee is actually an enabler. Coffee is good for you. But I think the point I'm trying to make is that a boy, that a boy. Yep. I'm at, I hit my three cup limit today. I'm good. Wow. Early, early in the day for that, sir. Early bird gets the worm. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, going back, I, I think it, it's one of those things where, you know, if there's something in your life that's plaguing you, and I think every guy goes through it, whether it's self doubt, insecurity, anger, jealousy, you, you name it, being able to get a hold on that reverberates throughout every it's like if you draw a circle and then like you have spheres yep. spheres of influence mm -hmm. and if you have one thing that's really rocking the orbit of how that sphere rotates is going to kind of magnify and reverberate through each section of your life that's what i believe what are your thoughts Greg? i mean i like that i <clears throat> i i struggle with the whole faith thing i always have because i just was my mind was always on like swimming and, and scholarship. And I was always thinking like those routes. I wasn't thinking like, you know, go to church or anything like that. And then growing when I was, you know, in college, after college, never went to church or anything. I didn't do any of that. So, and my parents were always cool. And they're like, listen, we're not going to tell you what to do or not to do, but you should believe in something, no matter what that is, you know, just believe in something and have some sort of like grounding root for you. And I always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I yeah, yeah, it and didn't care. Not that I didn't care. I just, I didn't believe. And, you know, when bad things happen, you're like, oh, well, you know, there's no such thing if they're allowing, if, they, if they're allowing this to happen, then, then fuck it. And, right. you know, that whole mentality with everything. And like, I think this is weird. When I started, so everyone knows big Sean Ryan show fan. He started about three years ago and he was, we had similar beliefs on this topic. Like he didn't believe in any of that stuff and he had his history and his past or whatever. And I had mine and, and he fast forward. Now he like you, he's like baptized, found his faith and all that, which is great. And I just find myself more open to the thought of maybe I should um, look into the what I'm thinking and feeling more. So I've been to a lot of funerals lately. A lot of people around me have, have passed and it's just, I hate those things and, and I don't do well at them. And I just, the more I'm in the church and the service, I'm just listening with an open mind. Like I'm not... I don't care what faith it is, or I don't even like, I ask you like, uh, what is a delegation? I don't even know what any of that is, but I just listen with an open mind. And, and, and some of those sermons, I guess they're called or whatever, they, they were really good. And it just start, makes me think. And, and it, then it brings me back to what my, my parents said, like, just believe in something, anything. And then maybe, so I'm having more and more of these thoughts. Like maybe I need some sort of 
like foundation or some sort of place to put some of these thoughts. I don't know if that makes sense, but absolutely, hundred percent. It's weird. It's like I, but I battle with it because I've said fuck it for so long, and I was not against it. I just, yeah, I guess I was against it. I was just like, nope, nope, I want nothing to do with that, and you know, just the whole stigma of everything and you know one of my one of my roommates love him brian fish if you're listening what's up buddy he's from ocala florida where they had like one street light growing up and i'm from their show where life is completely different and i remember he he's big into his faith and church and all that and highly involved like you and you know weekly meetings and all this stuff and he would he was relentless with me and my other roommate scott from Houston, Texas. What's up, Scott? And he would he was on us to, yeah, we should come with me. Come with me. Come with me. And we're like, no, we're not going. We're going here. We're going out. We're doing this. We're doing that. And then when we it's how he got us to go. He's like, Oh, there's a lot of girls at this event. So Scott and I were like, we're there. So we went on like a Friday. And I remember it was cool. It was cool. Not the we were in a different place, so not really the girls we were used to or looking for, but probably should have been looking for. If that's, and I'm not saying they're all like good. I'm just saying we always talk about be careful where you're. I don't want to say hunting or where you were hanging out or whatever, but when we were there, it was kind of cool because they they welcomed us. They were cool with us because we were complete outsiders and they knew we were not like them. I guess in a way. And but it was cool, and 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 I always remember that, and I I respect him more now for trying to get us to go, yeah. because I, I, we did not make it easy. We were assholes, and yeah. not in a bad way, like in a fun bantering way, but like it, it had to have been hard for him because he was so straight laced and all about it. And hey, listen, he's he's a good dude. He's super successful and very happy for him. So it worked out for him. So. Yeah. And now here you are so many years later and it's you're hmm. visiting it. So essentially he planted seeds in you years ago as uh, a wrestler. I hope he's listening. Nikita Koloff, who was a well-known figure in the 80s in the NWA, wrestled all over the world. And he had left wrestling industry in 1993 to become a pastor and found faith, got saved. And there was a wrestling show I did in 03. And I met him. We talked. Of course, I was like, if you knew me in 2003, I was like, I so, did. yep. So what did I do? I drove home <laughs> drunk almost. Uh, no, no, no. Don't even say this. But My mom's uh, listening, Mike. My mom. I, I almost got into some trouble. And I said, and the, the guy I was with, you know, my other friend, Timmy, God rest his soul. He mm -hmm. went his way and he got the same thing happened to him. So he put like a little, I, I was like, I put a put a hex on me. Oh, I'm so Nikita, why'd you do this to me for? Right. And then, you know, as you go through life and then the pandemic <laughs> hit and I was like, but you know, deep down inside, I think all of us men and women were searching for something, something that can fulfill us, something that can, there's like a void in us. And I found like when I tend to look at things in a secular sense, right. And we what satisfies like this diet Coke satisfies something. Right. Or, going out meeting someone and hooking up or having cocktail, wh whatever it is, right. It's filling a void only lasts a certain moment, but what's going to last you a lifetime. What's going to set up the foundation for you and how you navigate this world. Obviously, you know, you believe in something because you know, right from wrong. Now, whether it's something textbook or spirit or a belief, there's something inside of you that's dying to come out and you are just saying it. So, you know, right from wrong. And that comes from really, when you look at it, a few places, right? Comes from your parents. Your mm -hmm. parents got it from learning about God and stuff like that. And so the foundation's there. I think everybody has that foundation. It's whether they want to act on it or not. So you're in a good spot, dude. And I think there's a lot of guys out there and girls that probably experience what you experience as well. And now it's like with times being so crazy, it's I think you're seeing more people turn and understand the importance of having God in your life because this world is nuts. This world is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's only getting worse. I mean, come on. More than two sexes? Seriously? Listen, people believe what they believe on that. I mean, it's a whole different world in that area. 
I mean, come on. I mean, let I'm not no disrespect to anybody out there, but you know, yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other, other conversation. Yeah. Uh, Greggy T. So um, we talked. We covered a lot in that. You know, little um, kind of. Yeah, a little uh, off topic, but whatever. No, it relates. It all tied in because we talked about that instant gratification about saying, ah, F it. You know, we'll think about it anyway. Or um, yeah. you know, we talked about the mistakes of acting out of emotion. Um, mm. If you think a mistake, if you think you're going to make a mistake, like if you think like, oh, like, like, let's okay, let's say dating wise, you go out with a girl, you see red flags, but you choose to ignore them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know. Boy, that's never happened. You know, uh, <laughs> I have I can't even blame my contact lenses on on why I ignore red flags. Right. Do you think it's wise or how can we say stop? Like what what advice would you give somebody to say, hey, before you go and do something that, you know, is not really going to benefit you. Pump the brakes. Go somewhere right out of pros and cons before getting into that situation. Sometimes you don't have time to do that. Sometimes it's like you got to make a decision. It's it's right there, and you, sometimes you don't have time to to take a step back and, and dissect it. So, and I'm definitely the wrong person to ask on this, but I just think I don't know. As as I get older, just obviously we know usually beforehand whether it's five minutes before or five days before, it's a mistake. The only way to avoid it is if you just hold yourself accountable, but truly accountable to, I'm not doing this again. I'm just not right. doing it again. It's not worth it. And then you got to ask yourself, well, okay, if I di- if I do this mistake, if I move forward, what what are the consequences? And if you're okay with that, then you then deal with it. But then don't complain you made the mistake, or don't don't complain to somebody that. Oh, I can't find somebody good or whatever using that as an example because it's just going to fall on deaf ears because you knew better. So just shut up and deal with it then if you chose to do it. Um, you just got to it, – it, it becomes non-negotiables versus negotiables. And if you – if the mistake is is that important to you that it becomes a non-negotiable, then just – that's non-negotiable. You're not going to do it. I agree. I, I mean – like you hang out with the wrong crowd, you know certain things are going to happen. You know you're going to be put in harm's way. You know by the end of the night, either you're going to be in a fight or something like that, or you're going to be in jail. Like you know, those are your two options. There's no other options unless you get right. super lucky and you make it home. If you choose to go forward, well, then you got to live with it. Right. But if you know beforehand, if I hang out with these people, there's a really high chance that something bad's going to happen. Yeah, is it worth it? And make sure you don't you don't go forward with it. It becomes a non-negotiable. It's very hard because at the end of the day, you can talk to a thousand people if you want. You can have your boys there, your girls, whatever. You have to make the decision for yourself. No one can make it for you. Yeah, and that's a great great call too. I think another thing too is having that situational <clears throat> awareness. And if you yeah. know. Something's going to go down. Don't put yourself in a situation. Like if I go to a bar, if I say to myself, all right, I want to meet a nice girl. Look, there are a lot of nice girls that go to bars. Don't get me wrong. But when there's alcohol involved and there's spirits involved, right, there's, there's always a chance that it could go in a few different directions. So if you want to meet somebody nice and sober without liquid courage, don't go to a bar. Don't put Which you've never needed, by the way. Mike is good. I think it's good. So I've been told. Mr. Social Butterfly versus Mr. Hermit right here. Yeah. Give me a, <laughs> give me a pot of coffee and I'm good. I don't see I don't even need coffee, but I mean, you know, I, I, you know, again, you, you, again, it's great observation because it's all about your personality type. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, for sure. you know, if you're going to do something on social media, try to get yourself on an app or some type of like, you know, virtual group that espouses the same values that you believe. You know, you're not going to find your dream girl on OnlyFans. Hate to say it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Or a dream guy. It could be, it works both ways. So, um, and just change your mindset with things too. Oh, I'm never going to meet somebody nice. I keep saying that because you keep, keep putting it out there. Or I don't go out, so I'm not going to meet anybody. 
you don't have to go out to meet somebody. You can meet somebody get just walking out of your house or your apartment or wherever, going to get gas. You never know. But you have to be able to, to think that way and, and put your mind right instead of being so negative over nothing that has even happened. And just stay in that positive mind frame where maybe a group like you were talking about, maybe it helps that. I don't know. I'm just saying you you got to get your head right. And I, I'm not to get mushy or anything, but I, I truly believe in making sure you put the right energy out there. I, I really When you manifest things, whether it's on paper or verbally or whatever, I think it does it takes some weight in space and it takes that and it's it's out there for the universe and i think it'll listen at some point and i i think the, the less negative you think and put out there the better it is for you and you always know those people it's always they always have the answer mm -hmm. they always have the answer they always have the answer okay i'm just not going to talk to you anymore because i'll cut that out and now, now that i'm older i definitely cut that out oh yeah real quick Real quick, yeah, because I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't, I don't have the the energy. I don't have the brain capacity for that, the bandwidth. I just want, you know, I want to be left alone. I want to be chill, and I want to be around like fun, happy people, not, you know, negative Nellies everywhere. There's plenty of them. Go, go hang out with each other. And I agree. Along. I agree, and you know, we talked about this earlier, but I want to elaborate on it real quick for a minute. Repeating the same behavior. Mm. Um, I'll get your thoughts on this first before I, I chime in. Do you think repeating the same behavior is a byproduct of what we believe about ourselves? I think it's definitely a part of it, yeah. If you're not secure with yourself enough or if you're not confident enough or you have maybe doubt in a certain area, then, yeah, I think it'll, it'll definitely bleed into that 100% because you, you can't fully commit to not making the mistake if you're not confident in your abilities in whatever category that mistake might be made in you have to be well-rounded in everything i think yeah in order to to face that mistake and and choose whether or not you want to do it yeah and i agree i think self-love if you you know i think self-love is kind of like a broad definition of self-love but mm -hmm. i think self-love means something different to everybody Yep. Um, I, I know for myself, it's um, like uh, my workouts are like you, like without my workouts, I am, I feel irregular. And if you think about it, we've known each other, what, 23 years? Yeah. Half my life. I've known you. It's always been a constant in our life. If you look at it like that, through that lens, like there's always yep. been that it's important. It's important. Or it doesn't have to be working out. It could be whether it's reading yeah. a book, whatever yeah. it is. But I think like mm -hmm. if you really love yourself, like I know like for me, the more I get into my workouts and obviously my, my job is health related and mm -hmm. I really get into it, the less I'm inept to make choices that are going to be detrimental to my body. Y you know, like even mm -hmm. like when I think about alcohol and I've had a love-hate relationship with alcohol most of my adult life mm -hmm. it's like the choices i make now are so much different than I, they were years ago because through a process that i've talked about and you know some people can be healed boom they quit cold turkey whatever device they have for me it's it's a process it's been a process and a process and a process and i think now it gets to the point where like if i have a couple of drinks i'm good like i don't need yeah. to get to the point where i get smashed or i need to like prove to somebody that i can Put someone on the table with alcohol. I don't. I don't like that feeling. My in, first off, my insides can't take it. Number two, I just don't like feeling like crap the next day. And it's yeah. just like number three. When I when I have a night like that, I'm not saying like okay, maybe you know once a year. I mean, I mean, I I'm can't remember. Next time I'm down. That. Yeah, I I can't even get that. But I didn't even drink when you were here. No, you didn't. You didn't. I had you know, one. I had one. Right. You had one, and I was drinking club soda because it's like if I have that drink, and this is where it becomes the awareness. If I if I have a drink, not that drinking is a mistake, but for me, it's like if I have that one drink, it's going to affect my work day tomorrow. It's going to affect my workout. It's going to affect how I live that day. Now, full disclaimer, I do some of my best work when I'm hungover. I don't know what it is. It's a 
after a cup of coffee and a night out with like two hours sleep, I could work 10, 12 hours straight. And that's the truth, man. I always I, played the best games hungover back in the day. Weird. Wild. I'd be puking in the parking lot before the game and I crushed it. That was weird. Wild. Weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But as now I'm older and smarter, as you know, you are as well. It's huh. like if I if I go out. Even it's one drink. I'm like, well, how's that going to affect my workout tomorrow? Am I going to be able to perform my best? Am I going to be able to perform this? You, you know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah. or even if it's like, you know, for guys out there and even for girls, like we talk about unprotected sex, right? There's still this, like, I think this belief and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old, but you know, I'm not that old. <laughs> you are, you know, living in Manhattan, right? And for people living in New York City, listen to this. Most people roll the dice. <laughs> Yeah, I think most people roll the dice anywhere, not just the you know city. what I mean. And, and people don't realize like one in four have something. Yeah, a lot of people are carriers. They're a, they don't have any. Um, they're asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, do you really like before you make that choice? Do I love myself enough to where I'm going to take a chance with this person, both guy and girl, mm-hmm. or do I say, eh, let's wear protection, or eh, let's just wait and get to know each other a little bit more before mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. So I think before we get into these situations that could compromise us, yeah, I think there is a thought process. There's like a break, like, ee! you know, yeah, yep. And I agree. Um, and here's one for you, Greggy T. As we're getting closer to the end here, <laughs> no matter how much someone asks for advice, because I know you've experienced this with people asking you, they do the opposite and still make the same mistakes. <laughs> and we talked about this earlier. Why is it a bad thing? We talked about fixing people. Just go into this a little bit more. Why is it a bad thing to impose our beliefs on someone when they ask us for advice and they still make the same mistake over and over? Because you want to help them. Like, like darn it. Yeah. Like, what are you, like, blind? But meanwhile, it's like, why, why am I taking that on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how do you – how do you – is, is that a, is that a bad thing to, to get like that? Like, like how can you kind of draw the boundaries between giving advice and giving emotionally getting emotionally invested? If they ask for advice, whether in business, same thing as personal, when they ask for advice and I give it, I don't expect them to do it. They're asked advice is advice. They're just asking for my opinion. That's fine. When you continually ask for it and continually do the opposite, and then come to me complaining when, like I said, I've given you certain advice for X amount of time. I'm not listening to your bullshit or you complain because that ship has sailed. So going forward, if you ask for my advice, I'm going to give it. I have nothing emotionally invested in that at all. Take it or leave it. Like I don't. I know you're probably not going to take it, so I don't care if you do anymore or not. Like the 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 I look at it as like a tank. Like the the I give a shit tank is full in the beginning, and then you you withdraw, you use it, you use it, and if you're not replenishing it, that tank gets empty after a while. So now I don't care, and there's nothing in the tank. So you want my advice? Here's my advice. Have fun. In business, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's there's a little bit more leniency in that because people sometimes have to learn the hard way and. Business sometimes takes a little longer, especially in like real estate. So when people used to ask for my advice and still do, I would give it. I don't, once again, I don't expect them to do it. I'm not imposing my will on them. I'm just, when it comes to business and real estate, I'm just telling you what works from my past experience. So my failures maybe will help you not fail where I did, save you some time, save you some money and make you some more money. Like I wish somebody had told me these things when I was in their position. So I'm just... It's called knowledge transfer. I'm just transferring what I did to them. I don't expect them to do it, but when they do and they see that it works and they're happy and it's a great feeling, but I'm not imposing any anything on them. Just like in a personal category, I'm not imposing. You, you ask my opinion, I'm going to give it to you and you can do whatever you want with it. But when you continually don't take the advice and come back complaining and whining, I don't want to hear it. Nope. Yeah. And I think especially us being fixers, it's kind of hard not to get emotionally invested because it's like, why aren't you listening? And you try to figure out ways to, to get through to somebody. You know, It's what getting I mean? easier as I get older, Mike. Tell you yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, that's always hard for guys like us. 100%, man. 
And I think mm -hmm. other like men and women that are listening out there, it's like, you know, you try to like think of ways to get to get through to somebody because you know what you're saying believably is going to help that person. But that's a big thing is is your delivery. Not everybody is receptive to certain things. And that's right. you sometimes have to change up your delivery, even though it's the same message. You got to right. try to you got to try to approach it different. Everyone, like I said this last time with with the coaching and the swimming, you can you can try to fire somebody up a certain way. And it might not work for that person. They might be more reserved or more of a thinker and they need to to see the example a certain way. Meanwhile, somebody else, you can just hammer them and just say, hey, listen, go do this and crush it. And they got it. Same message, but it's delivered different. Same thing with this stuff. Sometimes people need to hear advice and it's not sinking in because maybe you're not reaching them the way they need to be. So have a little patience and try rerouting your answer right. and maybe it'll work. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. No, well put, man. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up here, Greggy T. Uh, last thing I want to ask you, any tips you would give someone on not making the same mistake twice? Anything that you could think of that we haven't covered yet? Well, what everybody could do is hindsight. Everyone has it now. I mean, look back at, at your history. If you're in a situation, have you been in it before? What was it, what did you do about it? And what was the outcome? And if everything looks the same with the same outcome and you find yourself in that same thing, well, you can pretty much expect the same thing if you don't do anything different. And if you want a different outcome, change your approach or change what you do or, or deal with it or don't deal with it or don't make the mistake. You just have to be cognizant. And it all goes back to holding yourself accountable, truly accountable, which it's like you said, it's very rare people do it because nobody wants to face the person in the mirror. So, yeah, I would say, too, to add on to that, I think no matter, you know, man or woman who is ever listening to this. You need to have a foundation of your decision making, whatever that might be. Greg knows mm -hmm. right from wrong, you know, whether he 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 knows it or not. There's a spirit inside of you that's telling kind of navigating you through life. Your parents taught that to you and that mm -hmm. came from that was passed down to them. And I think, you know, our lineage and our families play a big role in our yeah. in our friends as far as our influences in our decision making mm -hmm. process. But you got to have no matter what you believe in, whether it's being Christian, whatever it is, have a foundation for your for your thoughts have a foundation for your decision making yeah and then from sure. there kind of kind of make sure you hit the pump the brakes a little bit when you know something could be problematic it's hard but yeah. we also know there's a voice inside of you saying hey greg this might not be a good idea i heard it mike i don't know about this you yeah and you're like shut yeah right because you just say i'm i'm doing this i want the instagram yeah I'm, go I'm going for it yeah, I'm going for it. And then understand, like, listen, what are the ramifications behind my decision? Like, if I if I get behind the wheel of a car mm. when I'm impaired, the ramifications are I could get arrested. I could lose my license. I could lose my business. I could lose a lot of things. Or I could kill somebody. I could hit somebody. I could injure somebody. Or, or mm -hmm. I could get home safely. Right? And that's a tangible thing you're talking about. Take this into relationships where you can't touch or feel it, but the damage could be just as heavy as that. Yeah, irreparable. You yep. hit somebody, or irre mm -hmm. irreparable. I don't know if I'm seeing saying that right, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, those are the three things I would tell somebody. I mean, I, I, I have a pretty strong sense of what I'm doing before I get into it, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I ignore, and I usually pay the price, and then I have to look up to the sky and be like, I can't believe you sacrificed your only son so I could be an idiot. But that's a lot of weight, in my opinion, to put on yourself. You already know you made the mistake. Like that's where I'm like, ah, give yourself a little bit of a break. Well, it's not. But I still understand it at the same time. I get it. Right, and and then you know, for me, it's like then I feel like a hypocrite. I feel like ashamed. I feel embarrassed. But it's also realizing like you know whatever people can judge me on, that's fine. But it's really like understanding that like the mercy and compassion I'm looking for is not from here. Obviously, if you offend somebody, yeah, you want to be contrite, you know, in your in your apology and your your repentance. But it's like really it's just understand that like for me, it's like God loves me no matter what. You know, he understands, he forgives, but there are guardrails that are set up, right? There's railings. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. hey, dude, don't hop over the railing. 
And I'm not going to lie, I hop over the railing a couple times every now and then. But I think we all do. But it's also knowing, like, hey, before I get into that situation, when I know something's going to pop up, let me try my best to remove it. Or because I always say, nah, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to handle it this time. Uh, never, yeah. Never works. So yeah, those are my, my tidbits. Of it's a tough, it's a tough battle. Whoa. It's a tough battle, you know, when, when mistakes are made and, and not doing them again, like you said, it's, it's almost like a moving target. It's, it's a work in progress. Always, always. No one's like set in stone. Perfect. Whatever. Nope. So. It's a battle, and I don't care who you see on social media, especially a lot of the Christian people. Like they're they're fighting battles too. Yeah, and everyone has their own battles. their own thing. Their own their own thing. But you like know? it also, there's friendships that are true unconditional love, which is oh, great. Yeah. So you know, our group, somebody can literally do the worst thing. And I'm not gonna not be friends with them. Like I'm, I listen. I might not agree with what they do, but they're still my boy. I, I don't care. I'm not gonna judge them. I don't look at them any different. They did what they did. So I'm not. That's nice to have that though. A lot of people don't have that. They may think they have it, and then something happens, and watch people ghost. They're out. They distance themselves, and they want nothing to do with you. That's not true friendship, in my opinion. Yeah. And hence why it's important to have that community, man, no matter what it is you belong to. Yeah. Like our group, it doesn't matter what happens, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. We have each other's back. I did tell somebody the story the other day of when you guys antiqued me in Vegas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That cool. was your that was the first trip, right? That was the first trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. With the baby powder. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's antiquing? I'm like, oh, funny you say that. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's good. Good times. Yeah, I thought you were dead. Yeah. I was like, is he moving? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Incredible Hulks, man. It was bad news. Those things, ugh. That was a fun night. I don't know what Vegas is like now, but, but I mean, back oh, it's then, probably it just sucks from what everyone says. It sucks. Yeah, I'm glad we went when we went. Yeah, and living in Florida, it's like I'd rather go to the, the Bahamas, man. It's like a 30 minute flight and mm -hmm. like it's better weather. And, I don't Agreed. Know, it's, it's I agree. Right over here. I agree. Well, sir, this was a great topic. Great conversation. It's a tough one, man. No one wants to have these conversations. They're not sexy. They're not the things that are out there with the with the same old stuff. But everybody faces this stuff. Everybody. I don't care who you are. We all face this. And we all, whether you want to talk about it or not or, or come to terms with it or not, everyone faces this pretty much daily. 100%. Guys, 100%. girls, young, old, doesn't matter. So just trying to help one person navigate their way and, and figure it out through clearly all of our mistakes. So, yeah. And, and that's what it is, man. Iron sharpening iron. You know, I wouldn't change any of our mistakes though. No, me either. Hmm. That's I another wouldn't. thing. I wouldn't. Nope. Cause I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't Agreed. be sitting here with you at uh, whatever time it is here. Yeah. Having this discussion. I agree. So, uh, Greggy T fill us in. Forever Progress, how's it going? Where can our people reach you if they want your mm -hmm. expertise? Yeah, foreverprogress.com, Forever Progress on Instagram, private sessions, doing group sessions. It's all good. Whether you're just getting your license, thinking about getting your real estate license, or you already have your real estate license and you're stuck or plateaued, you want to you know, make the jump up to make more money. This is definitely a it's, – it's a good year for real estate no matter what you hear out there, but – it has its challenges and, and, you know, ebbs and flows and everything goes in circles and you just have to know what to do to keep making money. It's not that hard. And also, um, CLO rum, everything's going forward. Everything's good. Nice. I will keep everyone up to date with that. We have, we just got another like license or it's all pay to play in that industry. It's crazy, but we got another license and then we were repricing out different bottles. And after that, it's, it's time to produce it and have some drinks. So nice. Yeah, we'll have some sort of launch party down in Florida. Obviously, you'll be there, Mike, and it'll be awesome. Really looking forward to that. It's a it's a big deal, and 
just to give light to what Mike and I have always talked about empowerment, this whole thing started as a joke, a simple joke, chance encounter, met somebody. We were both drunk in the keys on a motorcycle trip and fast forward. God, I don't even know how many years is that now? Five or six, maybe fast forward now. And we have a rum company and two idiots. You never thought it would happen. And it's literally just by chance and sticking to it figuring things out and just going for it. So you never know. So that's it. That's right. You, and that, and that's a great way to end it. You never know. Never know. Never I mean, look at your is. business, look at your business it's scaling. It's growing. You're getting weekly new opportunities, like huge. And who would have ever thought it, you know, it's great. It's all, all these things happen for a reason. Yeah. You know, and, and, but it's also putting the time and putting the effort and you have passion for it and love for it. And, you know, the education, all that comes, you get that, but it's, th there's a reason things succeed. So. Right. And awesome. it goes back to the foundation, right? If yep. you have a foundation and you're rooted mm -hmm. in something, you're able to let yep. that develop and evolve. And I think the thing with me and you, I, I go back to Ephesians. We talk about religion the most of the time, right? Serve yeah. willingly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. So you realize that people that come in your way, especially for me, it's someone's father, mother, husband, wife, daughter, son. So it's they're not just a number. They're not just a client. There's someone's, you know, there's someone's loved one. How would I want my loved one treated? How would I want that? You know, so it's like you really um, when you have that perspective and you understand like this is someone's wife or someone's mom. Yeah. I, 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 you, you gotta like, and even someone's father, I mean, customer service, I think has just really gone down the toilet in every industry. Horrible. But if you're, but if you're rooted in something that you believe in, mm -hmm. you realize that, wow, like God's using me as the conduit to help this individual. That changes the whole dynamic of how you go about things. And you want to work with people that want to work with you. If they're going to nickel and dime or if they're not going to appreciate literally the level of service that you're talking about specifically right now, then I don't want to work with you. I know you don't. But there are people out there that are seeking that and that want that level of service. That's why when they come across, you know, your company and you, they your retention rates pretty high. And there's a reason for that because they see the value that you're providing. So well, it's, it's, it's a big that. deal. It's so. a big deal. I hope so. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, even with our podcast, the thing that you and I really work our butts off on is showing value as why, you know, it may not be the sexy thing or the cool yep. thing to talk about, but these are real things that real people face every day. And the more we can have these real conversations, yep. the better we can kind of impact our world, make it a better place. That's all we want to do. You know, when people heard we were doing this, they thought it was going to go a whole different way. And we're just really trying to help people. And talk about the things that, I'll be honest, not a lot of people want to talk about. We'll talk about it. No problem. And I agree. And on that note, yes, tune in next week as the topics. We're going to keep on coming. We're going to have Valentine's be Day, coming right? on. Is that next week? Uh, it is. Yeah, kind a, of. Kind of. We can do Ish. a Valentine's episode. Yeah, we can talk about Ish. that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, my Valentine is laying on my chair right now. She's That's right. a three-year-old calico. She's going to be four. And she is with on her back with her paws like this, legs open. Real lady yeah. I raised. Yep. Real lady. Yep. So awesome. My man. best buddy. My best buddy. My 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 cat, man. She's and, and before we let go, man, like we talked about this earlier. Cats are so I think they're misunderstood. <laughs> I think. Yeah, people hate cats. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'd rather have a dog, I'd rather have a dog, which is great. Dogs are cool. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I love all animals. Yeah, I love but dogs. See, there's something about cats, man. They're just so funny. They they do whatever they want. Like, but if they, they like you, they like you. But it's crazy. They have their own world. My cat, everything that they say cats don't like, my cat loves. She loves yeah. going on planes. She loves going water. on cars. She loves the water. Yep. She we have conversations. She plays fetch. Like she's the funniest, just the sweetest animal I could ever ask for. So it's awesome. She always, no, welcomes, bad she always, she always welcomes me. Oh, I'm, she's the, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> she is like the friendliest cat. And, and you know, I believe this and I'll, we'll end it like this. No such thing as bad animals. It's the way these animals are raised and the way they're, they're cared for. That makes them what they are. That's what I believe. I hear you. 
I hear you. But what do I know? Yeah, you don't know anything. I don't know anything. So you definitely don't know anything. I definitely don't know anything. So (laughs) spoiler alert. Spoiler Spoiler alert. alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Greg is really not that knowledgeable. No, I don't know anything. He's just eye candy. That's all he is, is eye candy. Oh yeah, real. (laughs) Anyway, have a great rest of your Friday, sir. Yes, you as well, sir. And to our audience out there, thank you for tuning in, supporting us. Enjoy your weekend. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. And God bless you all out there. Yep, be safe. And once again, happy birthday, Amanda. Hope you're having fun. I think you're in like Barbados or something. So enjoy. Take care, everybody. Thank you.